Insubordination. I got written up for that. Oh my gosh, yes. I, I didn't tell the one story about the Skittles on God. Like this one teacher accused me of dumping Skittles in a staircase. And literally I had a bag of Skittles in my hand mm. and it was unopened and they were still trying to blame me. And I kept putting the bag in their face. Oh, like man. this is my bag. You know, we talked about from our perspective how school and mainly being ostracized in school led to us being troublemakers and being resistant and being even further misunderstood and then further misunderstanding ourselves. And right. I feel like we did bash school a lot and we did also talk about the good things too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we hit on a lot the teachers that that were able to connect with us. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing, not only did we feel ostracized, we just felt like at times teachers didn't really take the time to try and connect with us. And I feel like every student does want that, that connection, that ability to be able to go to the teacher and feel understood. Absolutely. And when that doesn't happen, so many things can go awry. Oh, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Speaking of teachers, um, we're very fortunate to have one of our former teachers be a loyal viewer, listener of Mama's <laughs> Basement. Right. So Mrs. D, uh, she's actually one of my favorite teachers. And I figured it's since we're trying to understand identity and our influences better, it's not fair to just have our own perspective. That's so right. I wanted to give her a call and, and see what she has to say about <laughs> what we said about school. Oh, goodness. Are you yeah. nervous? I actually am a little bit nervous. Yeah, you're a little nervous? You worried? It's like, oh my God, I hope she doesn't fail me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mrs. Dobiak. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Is Mark there too? Of course. Of course. How are you boys doing? Not going to lie. We're a little nervous. <laughs> it's oh, why? You think I'm going to rip you apart? Oh, I, I, I know you are. Um, no, I'm not. I, no, I'm really not. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not. I'm not. I actually rewatched it, uh, your episode again today, so I would be a little fresh. Oh, I really um, appreciate and I it. took some notes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> very, very official. <laughs> and academic. It is official. It's, yes. it's official. But no, I I wanted to tell you one that I'm super proud of the two of you. You are just both uh, so articulate. And have come a long way from your shenanigans in high school. <laughs> I just want to say that. But I do want to say that I, a lot of what you said really resonated with me as, as a teacher. And, um, you know, one thing that you talked about was that school is really competitive. And I, I do agree with that. I mean, you said that peers are rivals. And I, I think, unfortunately, um, it is that way, and I, I don't think it should be that way. I know one of the things that we did at North is we got rid of class rank a couple years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, there is no class rank anymore. It's it's totally oh, that, gone. Wow. That's yeah. great, yeah. I mean, everybody wants their kid to be number one, but what about everybody else, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, what if you're 130, you know, or what if you're 325? How does that make you feel? <laughs> right? Right, right. It's just, it sends the wrong message. And I know you were talking a lot about, you know, collaboration and the idea of fostering collaboration among students. And, and you talked a little bit about, you know, Hogwarts and Harry Potter. And, you know, I think that idea is a little flawed. I will say that only because, you know, I think you can work collaboratively if everyone's on the same 
playing field. Mm-hmm. You know, some kids have, you know, maybe they're reading at a, you know, 400 Lexile, which is like a third grade level, and they could be in, in ninth grade um, and reading at such a low level. So I think it's hard to collaborate when you have so many varying levels of mm. abilities. So I don't know how you answer that. You know, we we don't necessarily have answers and we're not necessarily looking for answers. I guess we're just trying to figure out how we were influenced by, you know, the right. environment at school. You right. know, when you're in this very competitive environment, things that are beyond your control can make you feel inferior. Right. You know, um, so I guess my question for you as from a teacher's point of view what advice would you give to a student who maybe feels like an outcast at school? Like how, how can they navigate that? Wow. That's a hard question. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. Well, <laughs> I think what I will, I I've had students who felt that way and, you know, I foster conversations in my classroom all the time. We're always, I mean, that's the, the amazing thing about what, you know, my discipline is that we have real conversations about real life situations right. and what we can do to help people. Like my goal as a teacher is, is not um, to bestow the, the content and the knowledge. It really is to foster that the interpersonal connections with people and also to make, you know, my students more empathetic and compassionate individuals. That's that's always my goal. Mm-hmm. It's always been my goal. Hopefully you saw that in my Absolutely. class. How has school changed from the time that you were in school to the time when we graduated and then till now? Like what has been the biggest change within education all throughout this time for you being taught wow. and being an educator? That's that's wow. Okay. So Cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a different um education experience. I went to uh an all girls Catholic high school. I actually went to Catholic school from K through 12. Okay. I was in an all girls school in high school. And so when I got out of that and went to college, I was like culture shocked because I was like, Oh, there are boys in the room. I was like, what? I was like totally (laughs) distracted. So, uh, I would say my schooling was just extremely strict and the teacher was always right. Um, the teacher was the authoritarian, uh, you know, the, the person who's the disciplinarian who knew everything. Um, she said, jump, you said how high you did whatever she wanted you to do. Um, or like even in elementary school, like I would get hit with erasers. I'm not kidding. Wow. I had a nun who would chuck erasers at my head. Oh my God. I'm not kidding. Like I, did you dodge them or would that get you in even more trouble? No, that would get me in trouble. (laughs) Like I remember no lie. Sister Alphonse Marie was the most intense nun. She was very old school. And my job was to pat the erasers art with Charlie Laduca. And we did, we were patting the erasers outside and we brought them back in and she said we didn't do a good enough job. And so she grabbed Charlie LaDuca by the hair and threw the erasers at me. And she told us oh we had God. to go back outside and finish patting them out to what? her standards. So it was, it was very different. Like I would get, um, you know, detention if I didn't wear my name tag on my uniform in high Jeez. school. Oh it my was, God. yeah, I mean, it was your skirt, like we had to, your, our skirt couldn't be four inches above our knee. Like it could only be, you know, it had to be a certain size. We had to wear proper Mm. attire. Uh, It had to be the right color sweater. Like it was, 
It was very strict. And then the big difference between then and now is um, discipline has changed. There, uh, I wouldn't say there's more of like a restorative justice kind of discipline going on. So instead of the typical, like, you get detention, you get in-school suspension. I mean, we still have those things still exist, but I don't think that the administrators dole out those disciplines as frequently anymore. They're looking for other ways. It's more about looking at a kid like Mark, because Mark, you're a little squirrely. You were, you were. I mean, I remember you like were chucking skittles down the hallway. I was skittles down the hallway. I did not. I did. It was like the last day of school or something. Your senior year. I'm like, seriously, Mark. I'm like, you're killing me. So. <laughs> okay, Ms. Noviak, the funny thing is I don't think it made the final cut of the episode, but he talked about that story and how he did not throw the skittles. There you go. Yes. <laughs> I did throw the skittles. I did I no such thing. I did no such thing. I did not. I swear. I swear. <laughs> the, well, well, the, what's the, the point is? The point is, so <laughs> now it's more about looking at the student and saying, you know, why? You know, why did Mark throw the Skittles? Or why did so-and-so cut class? Why is so-and-so acting out? And let's talk about the bigger picture of what's going on. And then how can, like, I wouldn't say the punishment, because sometimes it's not a punishment, but how how can we get that kid back on track? So they're Hmm. doing a lot of that now versus just you have five detentions or you have in-school suspension. Like, I had a student last year who caught class and he was like, I just didn't feel like coming and I wanted to go home early. And I said, all right. I'm like, I'm not going to write you up, but I'm like, you're going to give up your early release and hang out with me. And I've got a job for you to do. And he's like, okay. So we needed books, new books stamped in the English office. And I showed him how to stamp them and label and number them. And he goes, this isn't bad. He's like, I would do this anytime. And I go, and you get to spend time with me. He's like, yeah. I said, well, there you go. And something got done and I got to know him a little bit better. And it was better than him sitting in a restriction room for, you know, for all day. I I just, it didn't, it it doesn't make sense. So I think that's a big change. I think the other big change is probably, you know, the cell phones are really, um, Difficult to deal with, um, even more so than when you were there. Right, They're just right. more of a distraction. So I had to institute a policy a few years ago that my students hate, but they have to come in, they have to put their phone in a pocket on the wall, and they have to stay there the whole period because otherwise they're just so distracted and it's not their fault they're just completely addicted to their devices and that even when it was like a transition between an activity a kid would take out his phone and start watching a football video i'm like what are you doing i'm like we're actually doing stuff he's like but he's like i'm done so (laughs) (laughs) i'm like well we're not done oh god that has that has been one of the biggest struggles I noticed in the last three or four years, mm. especially with, you know, the increasing use of Snapchat and Instagram and 
kids keeping up their streaks. And I only know because I have a 16 year old, so I know the lingo, but uh, I don't know anything about it. You're sharper than me with the lingo. Really though. <laughs> <laughs> my big thing and my big gripe with school is that I just felt like it didn't create that space for individuation. Like, especially right. if you weren't your, you know, your typical Williamsville Amherst kid, you know, right. you, you really felt out of sorts, but it seems like just hearing, what you said from when you went to school to when we went to school till now that there is progress and that's really hopeful. And it seems like the progress is really driven by educators like you who are, you know, sensitive to, to the student body. And uh, I hope you guys continue to push, push the needle forward. I try, I try. And I actually instituted a new uh, unit this year that was brought by another teacher. We did a social justice unit where the students read, um, they got to pick 11 different books on different types of social injustice. And they read, um, some of my students read The Hate You Give this year. They read a book called Juju, which is by a local Buffalo author, Tamario Pettigrew. And it's been amazing. I mean, I have to say that giving my students freedom and choice and talking about social justice and social injustices in the world um, has been eye-opening for me. And the kids really, my students learned so much this year. And it's something that I want to do every year. I kind of want to start the year next year with this unit um, as a good way to kind of open open our eyes up to, you know, things like you were saying about whitewashing. Like I, in ninth grade, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird is a canon. And it. I'm sorry, I hate to say this, but it shouldn't be a canon. You know, I know everyone reveres Harper Lee for this amazing book, but all it promotes is white the white savior story. Right. It doesn't promote, you know, what did Tom Robinson do for himself? It, it doesn't, that's, that's not what students should be learning. And so I'm definitely a little bit, of course, against the grain and, and the norm of what other people do. And I want my students to see all different types of experiences. And that's, that's my goal as a teacher. And Hopefully, I gave that to you, and I hope to give it to future generations. I'm, I'm not going anywhere for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Uh, you definitely did give that to us. And I don't know if you remember, but you one of your assignments really did influence my career path. Uh, you gave us the option to create a short film yes, based I on remember. a short story. So we, I, I did... Um, what was it called? The most dangerous game. Most dangerous game. I remember. And I have to ask, do you have the DVD anywhere? <laughs> I, I don't have oh, it. No. I don't have it anymore. <sighs> I don't. To this day, I still think that's my masterwork. I don't think I <laughs> surpassed that. The sheer comedy and, and brutality in that film. Yeah. <laughs> I miss you boys though. I miss you. <laughs> we miss you too. We'll have to come visit when, you know, the world is safe again and uh, yes, you know, absolutely. We'll come for that free food. <laughs> Definitely the free food. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. Take care you guys. Stay and in touch, okay? We got to talk about the Skittle story. I promise you it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it then, Mark? Who was it? Listen, I'm not a snitch. I can't do all that, but <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Wrong oh place, wrong time. Is that your story? <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> like zero from holes. The shoes, <laughs> just, the Skittles just fell on your lap. 
<laughs> oh my right, goodness. Sophie, have a wonderful evening. Yes, please Thank stay safe. Thank you. You too, guys. Take Talk care. to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. How you feeling? So you threw the Skittles, didn't you? No, <laughs> I did not. This is awful. Oh man, that's... <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad she she chimed in and honestly I was expecting her to be critical of our position because I think we were you know we were definitely laying it down on the whole system but uh to to hear from an educator that you know the system needs work is is uh, I guess reassuring and the fact that they're actually working on it that's also very reassuring but we'd like to point the finger and we like to say that like you know I went through all this because, you know, my school, I went to a predominantly white school and I was called a terrorist and all that. But what did we do for ourselves? And like at the end of the day, how can you lift yourself out of, you know, the dark pit of, you know, ostracization? Because as much as we get ostracized, we also, I don't know. I know I'm generalizing and I know we're not supposed to do that, but... No, nah, you're okay, bro. Speak your mind. What, what, what is this, bro? What is this show? We That's what we do. ostracize ourselves, I guess. And At like, times, yes. I think what Ms. Doviak said, you know, it's tough. Like, there isn't really much she can do, you know, as a teacher. She sees a kid struggling. She can reach out. She can point them in the direction of a right. club. But that student needs to put in the work to, to, pull, to, to make the difference in himself, I oh, guess. Oh, well, well, of course. But I think that... The other part that's important is that like usually those students who feel like they are ostracized and not just by their peers, but say administration, teachers, et cetera, they have a litany of experiences where what we're talking about, where they felt like they could speak up, that did not happen, Absolutely. at least for them. So as much as we want to say it's on them, I think it's I think it's very important that we highlight the fact that we need to find that 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 balance where students do have the avenue to speak up and it is somewhat of a safe space where they're not being judged or condemned for the things that they did and also have that safe space for teachers can reach out to the students and really have that ability to communicate with one another so that the school can be exactly what it's supposed to be. I guess what I'm trying to say is I hope the people who have the power to make these institutional changes hear this and implement them, but we cannot wait for that to happen. Right. You know, right. so we need to empower and uplift ourselves. If your school doesn't have the structure, well, don't let yourself get dragged down, you know, with it. Just, uh, and I know it's easier said than done. Absolutely. Don't apologize for being you. That's right. That's, That's right. Bottom line. Just want to let you guys know we are running a contest. Uh, if you're interested in getting a free year of Kindle Unlimited, all the books in the world. And that's right. That's right. So make sure you guys like the video, subscribe and leave a comment. And then at the end of the series, we will choose one lucky winner. Thank you guys for tuning. I can't say you guys. We do this every time. The outro. We apologize, guys. Guys, I just gals, did it. Wow. Everything in between. Let's just say ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, gentlemen, everything in between. Thank you so much for tuning in to Mama's Basement. Uh, we hope that you... It's okay. It's okay. You know what? Let's take three deep breaths. Ladies and gentlemen, everything in between. Thank you for tuning in to Mama's Basement. Mama's Basement, a podcast for outcasts, was made possible with post-production support by Jacob Huss, intro and outro music by Charlie McCormick, marketing by Inderjeet Singh, with a special thank you to Narin Guyan. Every episode will also premiere on YouTube, so if you want to see us, check out our channel simply titled Mama's Basement. We'll be here every Sunday. This is a True Intent production shot in my mom's basement. Oh boy. See ya.